Welcome to Brotherly Love, guys. This is episode three. We are currently joined this week, gratefully, by Mr. Rowan Hill. And where the intention behind this podcast is to have ordinary bloke show up that are doing extraordinary things, just to provide some hope uh, that you too, through doing whatever it is you're doing, that all has meaning and you can... Uh, yeah, be find comfort, uh, guidance, guidance, guidance yeah. in this 2020 2021 chaos. I absolutely love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, with that, uh, Rowan Hill, who is Rowan Hill? Interesting question, and yeah, great to see everyone. Thanks for having us on the <laughs> no podcast. Oh, if you want to find Rowan Hill, you can find him at Rowan, uh, Rowan we'll at coincapitalv.com. That's right. probably the best connection. But, um, who am I? Interesting question. I've great had such a question. Such a, over the last years, like 10 years, electrician by trade, um, serial entrepreneur, had multiple different companies, everything from health to coffee to uh, clothing labels to playing around in finance. And yeah, over the last three years in particular, stepped into the financial world in a big way. I've got my own fund among other, other consultant agencies and do international business on a global level. But yeah, who am I? That's a, yeah. a layers and levels to that kind of question. Like yeah, yeah. loving, humble... Uh, friend of like yeah, family and got a really solid group around me that's driving impact in a positive way. Mm. Awesome. Mm. The reason uh, we ask that question is because at some point you will have asked yourself that question. Am I right? It's been a I think figuring that out for many. It's quite years. a deep question. It's like fuck. You can kind of go like surface layer or quite deep depending on how you want to answer them. That's just sitting <laughs> the attention behind these talks. So Jesus, we want to dive deep because. Yeah. The people that come on this and feature this podcast have asked themselves that question. Yeah. That, uh, what um what made you want to leave? Like so obviously you had your, your trade. I guess that's a pivotal point to leave a trade because a lot of guys they'll do it for a few years and they go, hey, this isn't for me. Like what was your? I think um through those early years, like we're all like young, we party, run amok. From like 17, 17 to twenty two ish. I was just partying, very disconnected, and just running an absolute muck, traveling around and whatnot. It took uh, that rock bottom moment where I end up getting stabbed by a bikey, uh, lost, a, uh, end up broken up with a long term partner. I had my house get raided. A number of things had happened that just gave me the the. I guess the universe was telling me you need to switch gears pretty quickly and start figuring shit out. And that mm-hmm. was the moment in time at 22 where I dove into health and got my first mentor. So that was, I guess, that point in time where I realised like. There's so much more to what I can do and achieve. Started listening to audio books, starting to, I guess, explore who it is I am, what I want to do, starting to set intentions, goals, and just really getting clear on what I wanted to do. But mm-hmm. in saying that at the same time, it's taken years, like five five or so years of going inwards before I hit that sweet spot of actually yeah. doing what I love. It's yeah, this sure. massive just exploration yeah. of going... This doesn't exactly align, but it's one of those like stepping mm. stones in life where you're figuring out. You reveal what it is more that you want of yourself do. along the journey, huh? You you do something, you course correct, and you, you reveal more of who you are and what you believe in along the path of life, don't you? Uh, 100%. Yeah, it comes clearer and clearer as life goes on if you're you're paying attention and you're conscious of your choices. Mm. I guess. Yeah, hundred percent. We we all live and learn. It's like I, I, like a lot of people like they talk about all of the highlights and the successes that they've had mm. i've found most of the things that have helped me through life are the failures and all the things where i've like yeah. tried this a million different times mm. and ah oh, this is how to do this the right way mm. and it's through those kind of yeah i guess learnings where i feel a lot of the growth comes from yeah love it yeah 
I was, that was going to be my next, well, it was going to be my question you already alluded into it, is like, so you reckon at 22, that was where you said the, the universe was telling me, but at that point, were you somewhat spiritual? Would you say you were consciously spiritual? Not at all, not yeah. at all. Like, I hadn't even scratched the surface when it comes to breath work, um, setting goals or anything. I, I literally picked up my first book that I think I listened to was by... T. Harvecker, the secrets oh, yeah. of a millionaire yeah. mind, yeah. and he just gets straight into it and just grills you. So I was like, <laughs> okay, this is really, really interesting. And um, yeah, dove into that. Uh, had a mentor by the name of Drew Ins. He was a, a Fortune 500 CEO, and had him like to lean on and ask a lot of mm. questions. And just mm. I guess looking at the level of success he'd achieved and what I wanted to, um, I guess, model. I started to really surround myself with other individuals that have achieved certain things that I wanted to work towards mm. and still really mm. figuring stuff out. But, yeah, it was 22. That was when I started. I'm 30 years old now. So it was, yeah, eight, eight, eight years ago that I really yeah. started to dive inwards. Mm. Mm. Okay. You've mentioned your mentor there a couple of times. And so how imperative to would you say or how fundamental is it towards you your, where you're sitting now to have a mentor along your journey like when you took that on at 22 did you think this is a great investment or how did or did you yeah it was a bit of a um, it wasn't exactly like Drew was one of many and he's been one of mm. many mentors over the years but um, for me he was actually one of my best mates and business partners till this day Luke he was like I was out there partying running a mark and he was just while all the other boys are out there just living for the weekend, he was out every day of the week grinding across multiple different business fronts mm, up wow. at 3, 4 in the morning and just kind of paving the way for us. So we got to witness his growth and see him transform. And, like, especially through those yeah. early years when he was paving the way, buying all the fun toys, travelling the world, doing everything, it was like I seen that. I was like, what, what's he doing that I'm mm. not doing? And he kind of really, like set the stage for me to go ah so I've watched him grow over the last 10 years now mm-hmm. and he's been I'd say one of the pivotal people in my life that's again I guess been that beacon of light and kind of said hey like it is you can achieve anything that you set out to do mm-hmm. and then over the years there's been um I've had many different mentors I find I'm a bit of a um dynamic individual where I'll model certain elements of certain mm. people yeah. I pick and choose uh, the best parts of what works for me mm. from different people mm. and it all depends on what does the outcome I'm working towards some people are really good at certain things yep. which contribute to me working in that field so it's really just totally. I guess yeah. getting clear on what it is that I wanted to achieve and then straight away just going to the best of the best in that mm. field that are doing it yeah. and just knocking on the idea, knocking on the Sounds very, um, you heard, probably heard of Ty Lopez, the marketer yeah. online. Yeah, sounds very like up his alley. I've like, I plugged into him when I was younger and he really kind of taught me this idea that like mentors can be, give you specific pieces of information but then you don't have to take everything they say on as gospel. You know, there's going to be like health, wealth, you know, there's, there's so many pillars to life. And there are mentors out there mm. that can help you with certain things, but they might not want to help. Like your health mentor might not want to be your relationship yeah. mentor. They might have their, their perfect body, but their relationships suck. Yeah. <laughs> it's really important, I think, as you said, that's, that's massive to kind of go, what you want to achieve, there are people out there, but don't just kind of think because they've got good advice in one area, it's going to be you know universal to every bit of advice they give you. So yeah. I think we've all got that um, innate intuition yeah. that exists within each of us. And like we all like we always like have that little feeling we get when something comes up and you're like ah oh, that's not right but we go down that path anyway. Yeah. 
the body always tells us what we need to do. The universe has always given us signs, but the more that you tune into that, mm, certain bits of information from certain people, you go, ah, oh, that actually feels right. What he just said, I, I, that sits yeah, with me. It yeah. makes sense on a logical level, yeah. and I can feel it. Yeah. So definitely getting more and more accustomed to that, I guess, in, innate of feeling when I'm, like, listening and, like, feeling into who I want to get my information from. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. Strong you, gut intuition. Strong I, was gut, yeah. say, I was about to just ask, so when you get your intuitive feeling, do you feel, is that in, a, in your gut? you feel that, like, governed from the gut, would you say? Or Yeah, my, my gut is definitely a strong, like, uh, centre for me. I don't know mm. if you've heard of the human design. Mm. But, yeah, mine's one, three, yeah. gut, and I've got a very strong intuition there. Also a generator, so when it comes to making decisions, I actually get a little feeling here mm. where it's, like, there in my gut there and also on my shoulder, my mm. right shoulder. It says launch into it, and I get this little like, yep. If it's like, not this is not the head, this is actually the body, a feeling yeah. that I've distinguished. If it's something that I shouldn't do, and I shouldn't like do it, I get this little tickling feeling in the back of my like back, and it's like, yep, don't Gosh. go into it. Yeah. And they're like feelings I've associated with the universe, my body, mm. telling me do or don't. And in human design as well, that it links pathways towards that, and so that's when you can correlate that. Yeah, what's the, um, when you say generator, what's that based off? Someone told me I was a generator and Manifest it was like an NLP generator. person. Yeah, this is, these, are, these are all different like um, tests and whatnot that you, mm. you can perform, yeah. and they use your astrology and yeah. numerology to go through and basically yeah, right. kind of yeah. help to paint a picture. However, it does put you in a little bit of a box, and I don't yeah, like yeah. to put myself in a box, but... They're great tools to jump into to better understand yep. what your strengths, weaknesses are and all the rest of it. Oh, so that way yeah. you can do things from a, your, your sweet spot. Mm. Right, yeah. They've actually been a big part around um, myself and Luke and our like core group growing as a team. When we first started out in, like I think it was 2016, we founded Coin Capital Ventures. And we've got myself, Cody, who's our tech partner in Thailand, and Luke. We're all, like, giving each other these different, like, jobs and everything, and it just wasn't working. We weren't communicating effectively. Mm. All this stuff was going on. One of both Luke and my mentors, Lee Porter, and his partner, Judy, she's a psychologist, and he's a big guy in the Israeli Jewish community. And um, they basically said to Luke and I, if we're going to work with them, we need to go and do all these uh, profiles. We did the Clifton Strengths, which does all your... Um, yeah, skills from 1 through to 30 were yeah. all your best um, um, strengths and really shows you them. Then the, uh, it costs the 88 one? bucks, I think, to get those. Yeah. Results, so. And yeah, if that. you want the top five, it costs you $12 or something. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. it's really I've just done Myers Briggs and like pacing and yeah. a few things. Yeah, Myers Briggs is another great one. It tells you whether introverted, extroverted, yeah. intuitive, mm-hmm. like, and what these assessments do. When you actually read back through them mm-hmm. and reflect over what they say about you, it really paints a picture and gets the creative juices of what you could yeah. do and the, what you could step into. It's scary how accurate it can paint you too. Oh, should you? Oh, yeah. 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 I was like the uh, protagonist, like the guy holding a sword. I'm like, I, want to, I, like sh- I love sharing ideas and paving, like, basically trailblazing shit. Being like, mm. people be like, I don't know about there. And I'm like, no, let's definitely fucking go there. No one's yeah. been yeah. there yet. <laughs> so I'm here we are, yeah, doing I'm a surrounded. podcast and just fucking Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. surrounded by a lot of protagonists as well. Oh, yeah? yeah? George is a protagonist. protagonist? Well. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, a lot of people there. Yeah. I'm me. ENTJA, so I'm the commander. This is why when you look at what I do, yeah, right. it makes a lot of sense just being able to delegate and be that visionary who kind of leads yeah. leads from the front. Yeah, yeah, cool. What about you? What have you? I'm the advocate. So advocate. I'm an yeah. INTJA. So I'm I, yeah. So intu- uh, what, not intuitive, it's... Um, Introverted? Introverted, yeah. yeah and wow. Which is surprising because everyone would go, oh, you're so extroverted, you're so extroverted. And I don't know, I I guess I, the only time that I'd been by myself was in lockdown and COVID 
where you actually were forced to be by yourself, but beforehand I was always going, if I'm by myself, I need to outsource. I need to go, right, who can make me feel more whole? Who's, who's going to, where's that yeah. other part? I'm missing, you know, the yeah. social environment. And then so when I was forced to just be by myself and I learned to love it so much and now I lock myself away regularly. I'm like, <laughs> fuck yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I just work yeah. by myself. It's just like all these thoughts and downloads just come to me naturally and yeah. fuck, I love it. And it just makes so much sense, yeah. but Yeah, I, I think as we definitely grow and evolve and you go back and reset those kind of profiles in the present moment, yeah. they tend to shift and change with your growth. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's never always the same thing but I would definitely pick you for an introvert yeah 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 absolutely I've introverted yeah I feel like I'm both yeah, yeah. people wouldn't pick me either like you probably listen to me speak you're like no he's pretty extroverted likes mm. to chat likes banter oh, I like my alone time too yeah, I like yeah, to yeah. shut there everything it's like, oh, let's do I'm extrovert but I very much like my introvert like I like my alone time because that's where I get the most done I'm the most productive yeah, I'm away yeah. for everyone else yeah. Yeah. kind of protecting your energy a little bit yep absolutely yeah. and yeah protecting and preserving so yeah, you can yeah. give more right yeah, yeah. allocate yeah. wisely that's right. Yeah. So if we can go into your venture and you said you started off with coffee and you've done all these little, uh, well, first, and first of all, you said you're a serial entrepreneur. I mean, what a, what a, and you are, like you are a serial entrepreneur, but what a fuck, like to have that against your bio. What, what was it like switching from being an employee to an entrepreneur initially? Did it feel very easy for you or was it? I hang on. I hung on to my electrical job for quite a while because it was this safety net yeah. where it was actually providing me an income till I actually had enough like like resource and wealth behind me yeah. to be able to pull the pin on that. Yeah. But um, I've always like from a very young age, like my dad when we grew up, he had a um, out on the farm a big twenty by twenty meter slab in the back paddock. We'd go around all the local sporting venues, the pubs and whatnot, collect all the cans and bottles and what whatnot. We'd yeah. recycle them, and every three months the scrap man would come out, and he'd basically pay us from all the aluminium glass that we collected. Yeah. So me and my brother, we from a young age, we always had like some pocket money and a level of like independence. Yeah. And my yeah. parents never really gave me much, so I was always like, I got to get out there and actually ground the pavement to make make stuff happen. Right. So cool. I was always yeah. finding. It's very ways. lucky then, right? You didn't. You weren't raised with an entitlement, so you were like, all right, if I'm going to make shit happen, it has to be from me. Yeah. Oh, definitely Good. a level of independence from a young age. <laughs> and just kinda, you, yeah. yeah, had to go out and make stuff happen. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think sixteen to sixteen to twenty-two, electrician by trades. By the time I turned twenty, yeah. um, at the same time, got into a bit of a bad habit, and that's what uh, ended up what made me shift gears in a big yeah. way. Got mixed up in the wrong circles, drugs-wise, and all fly that kind and of fly stuff. Out sort of stuff can happen. Eh? Yeah. And being out there when you're away from family and friends in that mining <clears throat> community, mm. you're very much disconnected from family, friends, mm. isolated in a little camp. And you get to see all these, I guess, older guys out there that are getting on 40, 50, 60 years old that have been like half their life away from family and friends. And mm. that was something that in me, like, it, yeah, there was something there just missing. I wasn't mm. feeling that whole love. I felt very alone and isolated. So I was like, what can I do to get out of here? I was always mm. just kind of planning and mm-hmm. just Scamming. trying stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what about crypto? So let's let's divert for a second. When when was the first time you discovered cryptocurrency <laughs> and what were your thoughts and what were your opinions? To be honest, like, that was in 2012. I was working at North Guniella Riverside mm. or sitting in the crib room and one of the guys out there who'd been in since 2010 he basically said, boys, you all need to Your $300 buy some, Bitcoin, go. You need to buy some Bitcoin. We were like, what's that? And we were asking questions and we all kind of ignored him for a few months. And then it went for a little spike, went up to around, I don't know, 30 bucks. 
So I bought my first Bitcoin at $37.50. Yeah, right. And um, but this is nice. back in yeah, 2012. <laughs> yeah. And essentially what happened was he told me you could buy stuff on Silk Road in the dark web. So I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. So I used I had no idea about it, no idea what it was used for except drugs yeah. and what it could be. But I just yeah. jumped in, bought a whole heap and took a bit of a punt on Doge and a couple others at that point in time. And that was my, I guess, entry point into that world. Yeah, right. You held Doge all the way through to now, or what happened? <laughs> so used quite a bit, like through yeah. that uh, 2013, 14 period, I was basically just buying large volumes of all sorts of things okay. on the web, and I lost everything yeah. in 2014, which was a bit of a tough thing. That wallet today is worth over 20 mil, yeah, and right. essentially I had a paper wallet. I had my recovery keys and private keys stored on my phone, partying a bit out of control got pushed into a swimming pool that phone basically drowned went to recover it couldn't recover it lost those private keys so I lost that wallet and I was in a pretty dark space for about 12 months trying everything that I could do to try and recover those coins and just couldn't do it so mm. I had to basically put a pin in it and go right I got to go back had to go back to being an electrician get some more money behind me well, mm. save again started again and Ended up getting a bit of cash, and what happened was in twenty end of twenty fifteen, start of twenty sixteen, yeah. I ended up jumping back in in a fairly large way. Yeah. And that was when Luke and I were like, we need to get amongst like this space and just yeah. go deep in it. And we ended up going on a cruise. We flew over to Singapore, went from Singapore to Malaysia to Thailand and back, and they had this event called Coins Bank, where they had two hundred and fifty of the most elite people in the space on this boat, and we were hanging out in the boat the whole time. And another 5,000 on Paradise Beach, which was pretty cool. But, yeah, got to meet everyone who's anyone in the industry and really look behind the curtain as to what goes on mm. on all layers and levels <laughs> to the industry. For sure. Mm. Very interesting. Yeah. You mentioned Luke quite a bit in the sense of, like, to me it sounds like he, was, he wasn't a mentor, he was a role model. He was, like, someone that you could see you had aspired to. He gave you inspiration. He motivated you in the sense as well. Um... Who was sort of, was there anyone motivating him or was that just an, an innate gift or you kind of probably both bounced off each other a bit, but yeah. is he older than you or how like? Yeah, he's 32, like I'm yeah. 30, so he's two years older, but... Um, but when you met back... We met, when we, were, we met when we were, I think, uh, 17, 18, like yeah, kicking around there, music right. festivals and just kind of, yeah. yeah. Like by the time he was 19, he had, working in Early Beach, he had um, every DJ in the town working for him. And then he built out LA Entertainment, which was his uh, media company, to over 150 musicians Australia-wide that work for LA Entertainment. And he did this from a very young age and wow. stepped into buying nightclubs and mm. um, design factories, hairdressing salons and all sorts of stuff at a very young age. Yeah. Wow. So this is, like, this is the point of this whole podcast, right? Because he gave you hope. He gave you the sense that, well, he can do it, I can too. He gave you permission mm. in the sense. If he was here right now, like what if... it? How well do you know him? Pretty well, like one of your best mates. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're pretty close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's one so of my brothers. If, if yeah. I was, if it was like, say you're answering for him because you know him quite well, and you should be like, what made gave you that drive from such a young age? What do you think he'd tell you? For him, I think a level of independence. I know, like, just looking at his upbringing with his family and from what I know yeah. around that, he was like, if anyone's going to do this for me, it's going to be me. Yeah. And yeah. he just took full ownership and responsibilities. Like, yeah. it's all on you. Yeah. So if you want to make something happen, Go you've got to be the one to put it in, put in the hard work. Yeah, mm. cool. Yeah. I just revisited a journal entry that I wrote the other day. Uh, not Sorry, probably a year ago or so. But 
and I said for my children's upbringing, I want to have it perfectly balanced between privilege and hardship. And what it means is like, it's not going to turn them away, but when it comes to having a purpose and knowing that that level of independence, you say, is so imperative to your upbringing so that you can go after what you want. Um, yeah. You can't, there's, there's this lush life where you get spoiled and stuff like this, and it means you go about your life. That desire, that urgency for money, that urgency to to build, to create, to... I think it definitely light, lights that fire within us. When, you, yeah. when you've got that hunger where you're in that, like, in that uh, mindset where it doesn't matter what, where, what or where you're at, you will make it happen. You'll just mm. do what it takes to get to send, like said result. Mm. So when you've got that, like, I guess, that level of independence from a young age... That's something I've also considered. Yeah. If I ever have kids, they're not going to just get hand-fed everything. Mm, it's like right. mm. you need to learn how to work hard. You need to be able to be disciplined. Yeah. Learn like the hard way because like these are all these experiences that add up over life that give you that discipline to be able to push through mm. those hard moments and those hard mm. like times yeah. to be able to get to said result where you want to be. Yeah. So I think that definitely makes a yeah, big factor. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. That's a massive role. I've had both. Like, growing up, I was spoilt, and then I really had... Like, I've, I've, I've seen both, truly. Like, I had years when my parents spoilt me, and they were irresponsible, and they just, like, they let me go too much. And I look mm. back, and I'm like, fuck, you guys should have been, like, <laughs> telling me to do more shit. Should have been, like, really hitting me behind the back a little bit, yeah. and being like, do this, do yeah. this. And then I've had, you know, more wound in times where I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm not, it's up to me now. So mm. I've really seen both and I really, oh, fuck, I've seen both. Mm. And 100% what you just said is, I think is perfect. It's like having that balance where it's like, hey, look, you can be rewarded for your hard work and I've worked really hard so I can provide for you and mm. sometimes I will. Is it, I'm not really like thinking about being a parent anytime soon, but yeah. still, it's still relevant. It's like you should really have that balance there. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it definitely gives you a level of like, like I've seen as well like both sides I've seen privileged people come out hungrier than ever because just they're in that proximity of other people that have obviously achieved yeah. a level of success because yeah. we've all heard the saying you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with yeah. so it's like really getting that I guess that burning like that yeah. fire within your belly mm. and seeing someone else walk that light before and it's like okay, they've done this and they've had to put in the hard work and I've seen that yeah. and then you model that success and really start to, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, so you'll have a purpose, Rowan Hill? My purpose, yeah. Like, when it comes to what I'm here to do and what I'm here to, like, I guess, leave a legacy as for the rest of our time when I leave this world, realm, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. is definitely an impact side of things with conscious capital. So for me, like uh, I've looked over the last three, four years in particular, you look at a lot of like amazing projects that need to ha- like happen because they're impacting humanity and the greater collective. It's like, why aren't some of these projects getting off the ground as quickly as what they should? Mm. Like it should be a matter of this needs to be done for humanity to mm. just make it happen. So for me, the last three years, I've been like coining this term, like hashtag on LinkedIn all the time, conscious capital. Yeah. So for me, it's being able to have enough resource behind me build this infrastructure to be able to go hey this is an amazing project mm. kind of like an incubator launch pad mm-hmm. kind of thing where we can help you from ground zero all the way through to whatever you could need to be able to scale and get out there in the world and drive positive impact yeah. so I feel my purpose is to really I guess be that beacon of light for others and pave the way and actually show that you can do things in a positive way where it's a win-win for everyone mm. mankind the planet and business that's fruitful for everyone yeah, obviously sure yeah mm. yeah uh and so 
through through clarifying your purpose there, like that would have come through asking questions such as like, who am I? What am I doing? And then the way that now shapes your path going forward. Forward, like you wake up each morning, you know what you're here to do. You know what you're here to give. Like it's imperative to how you go about your day. Right? Like you'll reflect on that daily, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. Like my, my morning routine, like when I get up every day, like I'm normally a fairly early riser. Mm-hmm. I'll get up and do some kind of movement or exercise. I'll like I can't exercise at the end of the day. For me, it's straight up first thing in the morning. When the morning so when I'll the go day out and either yeah. run, yoga, or workout or something like that. Mm-hmm. Followed up by some breath work and. Then I'll kind of just, yeah, hit into my day after I've done all that stuff for me. Mm-hmm. So those first few hours for me, getting up that little bit extra earlier, that's the crucial moments because it gives me time to be able to do what I need to keep me in check. Yeah. That way throughout the rest of the day I can show up and just get stuff done. Did you find that breath work was something very easy for you to stumble into or did you have resistance to those sort of things? Because I feel like a lot of people watching from the outside, like people even walking past us in the morning, mm. I feel like a lot of them would walk past and go, what the what are they doing? Why are they breathing like that? Like, it's yeah. just stupid. I think a lot of them would be like thinking yeah. that, yeah, because they don't get it. They don't understand that, like, we're frothing on yeah. the breath work right now. Like, we're so alive, we're so present, yeah. and we're just, we're yeah, loving yeah. it, right? It but like, it's like, if you haven't experienced it, you just don't know. Yeah, no. Yeah? It's funny. It's like everyone's like, right. Let's get some. Let's get into the breath. Anyways, <laughs> like, yeah. so to get into it. Right? So, where, where, like, was it easy for you to, to stumble into those things? You had an open mind, or did you kind of were you met with a lot of mental barriers about whether or not you should try those sort of things? Or yeah, I've, I've always really had an open mind to everything and exploring new things and trying yeah. it for myself. But I didn't really get into it at a, a young age. Like, it was one of the things that came later in my like right. I guess journey. I think about 27, 20, yeah, twenty seven. One of uh, my mentors he told me about Wim Hof. And I basically went and did a whole heap of research, read into it and whatnot. I hadn't actually embodied it and put put the practice in and the work in. Mm. And it took uh, having some issues uh, with my health, with a gallbladder, where I was laying in... storage, yes. yes, (laughs) I'm laying in hospital, essentially, and basically I had my team... I had a gallbladder attack. The gallstone blocked up the cystic duct. So essentially it's burning you from the inside out. And what happens is as you, like, eat food and if you're not eating healthy food and whatnot, your body has to use its own enzymes to be able to break down that food down so it works the liver on overdrive to be able to produce the bile to go down through into your small intestine. And anyway, i done a whole heap of research in this and I'm one of those people I, I, I won't just let someone cut me or operate. I want to know everything about it. Yeah. And I've already been on the health journey, better understanding about, like, nutrition, your body's pH and everything. So I'd gone down this rabbit hole going... Okay, your gallbladder's there for a reason. You don't just don't go and get this out. thing cut out. Yeah. So I had our team and data team run a whole big like analysis on how many people actually die from other organ failure, whether it's lungs, liver, and other things, once they've had that gallbladder removed. Mm. And I noticed that they actually didn't record any of the statistics of how many people had issues with other organs once the gallbladder was removed. They just pull it out, and then when something else happens, they'd say, this here's the problem. And it's there to fully regulate your digestive system. <laughs> so I'm laying in hospital there. I've got blood poisoning. They've told me that I could have septus within the stomach and I could die if I don't get this thing, like, cut out. And I'm like, let's just – I want to try something. And I sat there overnight. This is, like, among the, my very first, like, breath works when I started to really get into it. And actually, after this, I was like, right, this is something I need to do. Mm. Through the night, I'm doing – Hour, hour and a half on, half hour off. Hour, hour and a half on, half hour off. Fucking and I just win. sat there all doing win. this through yeah. the night. And the next morning I was like, 
you guys like the the stone had dislodged and had gone back into the bladder and floating around so the burning pain had gone away and i was like okay that's all good and well but i want you to check my bloods because you told me i had blood poison and i could end up having septus I got him to check my bloods in the morning. My bloods came back completely sweet. And I was like, right, wow. I'm out of here. Check mm. me out. And just Something out. to this breathing thing. Yeah, and from that <laughs> moment, because obviously you know, breath alkalizes all the blood and everything, mm. started to heal, take the inflammation around the gallbladder down. And yeah. they were like, what, what did you do through the night? Like, yeah, yeah wow. So in the, the style of breath work that you'll be doing is not just, <sighs> it's conscious connected breathing, I'm assuming. So it's... It's flowing, it's going around, so you're going out, and then you bring it back in, and it's connected, and it's very, um, yeah, very conscious is the word that comes to mind. You're very paying a lot of attention directed towards how you're actually utilising your breath when you're doing this, right? You're not just... Yeah, like, yeah. there's so many different styles of breath, and everyone's got their own thing. I, and this is just my perspective on what, mm. what works for me. Yeah. Because, like, there's something there. I, I know the physical effect, effects of what happens if you breathe really hard. So when I do breath work, I don't mess around. I'm like all the way into the gut and then really get into Mm, it because I know that the more oxygen I put into the body and like Mm. so fastly, the better the effects it's going to have on me and the quicker I get into that really deep meditative state where you can go and get like the same kind of effects visuals as when when you're taking like psychedelics or DMT Mm. or anything like that. So for me, it's like I breathe hard as I can to get into that state as quick as I can. Yeah. And when it comes to like Wim, Wim's particular method, when you actually hold the breath, that there is where you start to get all the tingles and you mm, start to feel nice. like the whole, your blood alkalizing and whatnot. Mm. And yeah, it's, it's yeah. sick. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Like Joe Dispenza, he's had like spontaneous healings like documented just from people being in deep meditation, which to me is like, when I saw that, I'm like, I'm quite scientific. And if, so, if you can't, I'm pretty spiritual, but I am very scientific. So if you can't prove it on paper, I'm going to be very like, mm, let's try and find some answers yeah, on paper. Yeah. I want to see data. Something like that as well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just need it. I'm like, come on, if it's if, it, if it's real, we'll be able to find something on, on paper to kind of back it up here. Mm, yeah. He really pioneered a lot of that, and I found it so amazing to see how people had tumours disappear and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, Literally just from meditation, and the explanation was the fact that you're you're producing so much DMT, and there was obviously more to it than perhaps than just DMT, but the fact that you're producing all this DMT and that gives you that reset from the quantum field, essentially, to mm. give you that, like perfect health that's well beyond like what your physical body can comprehend it's like mm. you're connected to yeah. everything on a quantum level and because you've actually allowed yourself vibrationally speaking to come up to that point because you've got that dmt flowing mm. through you it's a pretty deep discussion but at the same time <laughs> all it. it's very scientific it's quite scientific stuff guys so i think that's amazing and um obviously the breath work is yeah. facilitating oh, that. a big part of it like when you look at the core the core of what each of us experience when it comes to growth <laughs> and breath work it all comes back to this like the unconscious mind and mindset the more work you put in to better understand who you are how you operate yeah. the people you have around you this is where all the growth comes from it all comes from just working on here and getting that discipline and routines around health whether it's getting up mm. early eating mm. good nutrition breathing med- like meditation mm. all these things are all factors yeah. I remember actually um, a great book, great book. Everyone's heard of Tim Ferriss, the four-hour work week. That's a big one for like mindset, but he's got a book called The The, um, Tribe of of Mentors or something like that. And it's basically he goes around and he basically, similar to like Napoleon Hill with um, going around and um, basically asking a couple hundred people the exact same questions. And he's gone around and seen all these different people that are all mm. successful in their own the right. Yeah. And he goes around and basically asks the same questions to every single one of these individuals. 
and you notice that all these successful people have very similar kind of traits and it is all right. around good health, discipline, meditation, mindset, surrounding yourself with the right people. Yeah. So like after I read that and went through and reading all these people, I was like, Pretty conclusive. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. There you go. <laughs> if you guys are listening and you want to improve as a person and as a man, hey, that's probably a pretty good plug. Probably go grab that book. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted, uh, a focus for me as well is like my purpose is to optimize the human experience and the way I believe to do that is first by, the, I think the groundbreaking stuff or the, what is, should be the core focus for any young man first going out into the world is, just getting the basics, and the basics being your movement, your nutrition, you know, mm. and just and learning how to how to fuel your body correctly with the right foods. Keep it simple, stupid. Keep yeah. it simple, stupid, eh? Yeah. And it's and it's one hundred percent. That's it. Like <laughs> you guys want to do something cool with your life, do the basics. Yeah. It's like make your bed. Like if you if you suck, so I said to my friend, I'm like, if you suck, make your bed. Just yeah. start there. There's a pretty good, like, an admiral who made, like, a big speech about that. You've probably all read that. It's like a military guy, and he was like, if you, yeah, like, if you, if you make your bed, you come home, the whole day sucks. The crowd laughed at least you, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, hey, that's so true. It's, it's like, if the simple, simple stuff, mm. it's like if you have your workout routine and you're stuck to it this week, if you ate the food you said you would eat and you're stuck to it, and it's like those simple fucking yeah. things, they're like the launch pad to making life work. So it's like people are sitting there going, oh, personal development. Okay, cool. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to like do all these things. It's like start simple, master simple. Like make the bed every day. For me, it's like I have to make the bed. I'm the exact same. I'm like, dude, if my bed's not made, I'm coming home. I'll be like, yo, who the fuck fucked my bed up? I want my bed made. Like, it's not about the fact that I'm like OCD about making beds neat. It's just the structure and the fact that I know that structure has so much benefit. Yeah, that's right. It's like if I have simple things that I adhere to and I follow through, then everything else can go well. Otherwise, mm. it's not going to go well because the simple stuff ain't working. And if the simple there, ain't working, the complex definitely ain't working. There's a guy like uh, like routine habit and like having something that you, like a, 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 a system that works for you is so, so crucial. Like we're all like trying to get these little like 1% gains and whatnot mm. and we can tend to like <clears throat> drift off the track. So some mm. of the things that I know that have helped me big over the years is obviously accountability partners. So if you've got someone else, whether it's working with the brotherhood and you've got a group of good mates that are doing healthy like habits that mm. like help lift you up, stick in with that and get them to actually keep you accountable and actually mm. on their on their case. Yeah. So I've done that with different like mates, whether it's playing squash or uh, any of the things that I activities I do, snowboarding, running, just like making sure I've got a like good group of people around me to keep me help like accountable. And the other is, the other one is um what's his name, uh, Brendan Bouchard. The, the high-performance yeah. planner. His, that diary of his is nuts. You go through and every morning it asks you, asks you around eight or nine questions and they're key questions to, I guess, trigger you and your mindset in the morning to set the trajectory of your day. Mm. And then throughout the day, you're, like, you're conscious and aware of these things. It's a little reminder. Then when you get to the end of the day and you go to bed, it actually keeps you accountable and goes through and asks you a number of, I think, seven, seven or so questions again, and then it scores you on six different um, aspects of life, and it goes, how did you actually show up? Did you actually embody what you say you were going to set out to do? And what happens is like, you get to the end of the week, you're like, oh, okay, two weeks, a month's passed, and you actually go back and like reflect back through that little diary, and you're like, those are the days where I didn't show up and you can kind of see what it was mm. and all of a sudden when it comes to like getting back on the horse because we all have shit days like I have days where I'm like I'm not doing nothing mm. and we all have those moments but having like something like that to keep you accountable and you're like ah 
I didn't do this little thing. And it's like just that little reminder. It's like if you want to really make that difference and make those 1% gains, it's being like, yeah, disciplined day in, day out, yeah. showing up, doing these things over and over. Because what happens is the more you go in, into that diary, when you're getting clear on your goal, your vision, whatever it is that you're working mm. towards, it helps to bring those priorities of what you need to action mm. to the very forefront. Yeah. And you see them and you're like, oh, why am I not getting to where I want to go? I'm not doing what I need to be doing. Yeah. And it's right in front of your face. Yeah. Um, in terms of goal setting too, there's a book from Harvard. Oh, man, it's coming to me. It was like, ah, oh, fuck, what was it called? How, how to Manage Oneself. I read this years ago. It's a really good book from a business professor at Harvard who was like one of the OGs. And he was very respected in the academic space for being, if you want to high perform as a business owner or a business person, here's what you do. Here's what I've found over my you know, career. And there's a lot of things that he found, but a lot of it was just based around basically the idea that, like, the simple stuff needs to be adhered to before the complex stuff can come through. Mm. And there was one other point. Oh, fuck, what was it? It was, like, the main point of the book, managing oneself. It'll come to me. Come yeah. back to me. The, it's the important. Thing, yeah. <laughs> the thing with making yeah. the beard is it's just, like, you're already building a positive feedback loop because you're already ticking goals. And so that's just creating... A, a trend pattern, right? Where it's like, okay, well, I've done one thing. Okay, what's the next? And it's like tasking. It's like, oh, okay. It's come to me. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Yeah. You can't. This, this, so when, I, when I learned this, I had my whole fight. I was fuck, that is the best advice ever. So when you're trying to do something, yeah, this is amazing advice. You can't build off weakness, but you can build off strength. And when you're in a competitive economy, you have to up, be self-reflective enough to know what am I actually good at and what do I suck at? Mm. And some people, like, let's say you're brought up and you, you're in a house of doctors and they're like, look, you should be a doctor. We're all doctors, you want to be doctors. You might be an amazing creative, like, next level. Like, holy hell, you can play the piano like no other. Yeah, yeah. And then you go, whoa, I need to be a doctor, though. And you just squash that greatness that could have been inside of you, yeah? Mm. So I think, like, that might not even be on topic of what we're talking about, but it's like, no, it just came to me. It's like, you really should just understand yourself and understand what yeah. your, your your strengths and, and what you It's your gift. It's your gift that you've been given. And it's like, as soon as you choose to ignore that, then you're not you're not following your heart. You're not listening to your purpose, your calling here. Yeah. And it's a complete disservice to yourself. When I heard that, I was like, fuck, that makes so much sense. I was sitting there going like, okay, what am I, what do I not suck at? I'm Every, writing it down and going like, hey, Everything on. is like, everything is unconscious programs. Like we're That's all right. running, we're all running on these things and like, you do one thing, it's the way you do everything. So making mm. your bed, if you get up, make your bed, mm. that's how you're going to get up and you're going to show up every time for everything else. And it's like, we, we like you end up going down these paths where you're, you find yourself at the same point in time again where it's a decision you have to make and you make the stupid decision you go off, whether it's, I don't know, eating a shit meal or going and doing something where yeah. you're going to get plastered and you know you're going to yeah. fuck yourself for a day or two. And it's like, <laughs> if you're aware of it and yeah. you know it's coming, but you're actually aware of it, the key thing is being aware of it each time yeah. these things yeah. come up. Yeah. And that's where you've got that ability where you're stepping into your power because you can actually mm. choose what you want to have happen. It's like, mm. here I am again. I'm about to go down this path and make this decision again. Mm. Am I, um, I'm okay with it making it now mm. I'm going to do it and no, I'm okay with it I'm not going to beat myself up but mm. I've got a time I've got a point in time now where I can actually go and go ah oh, I'm actually going to make a difference and show up and put in the work and whatever it's going to be yeah. I'm going to have the discipline to not eat the, whatever it is yeah it's just like that. how conscientious you are of it's yourself. just having that self-awareness self-awareness mm. yeah and you yeah. said you said um, step into your power and when you step into your power it's through following your truth it's like you know what I mean? It's like, and that's what it's saying about a disservice. Like every time you're lying to yourself, mm. every time you're lying to yourself about what you actually 
care about and what you identify with as Fuxy this is me. Yeah, like it, yeah. it just completely throws you out of whack and you get further away from feeling complete yeah. because you're choosing to ignore things that you genuinely love, totally your ideals, your own 100%. beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so why I said to you when we were having a business chat before, I'm like, tell me something that you're not telling me. And mm. I feel like that's important to have yeah. those chats with business partners and be like, yeah. what are you not showing or revealing? One, right of, my, uh, one, of, my, <laughs> one of my friends and like someone to look up their business-wise, Julio, we all know him yeah. here on the coast. One of his sayings that I picked up from him is, what are you, what are you um, not telling, what, pre- what are you pretending not to know? Yeah, yeah, that's it. And what are you not telling me? What are you pretending not to know about what, what you've got going on? Yeah, yeah, right. And it's such an interesting question because you're like, we've all got that ability to tap into whatever it is that we want, yeah. get the information, we know what's right, we know what to do, mm. but it's just about tapping into it, getting it, and mm. taking that intuitive action. Pretending mm. not to know. What yes. are you pretending not to know? Yeah. What yeah. are you pretending it's not great question. to know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a great question. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd love to go into, so you, so... For these guys that are out here just thinking, fuck, man, like, yeah, you, you know, and they see you now as Rowan Hill, the serial entrepreneur that's a multi-million figure or whatever, however much <laughs> it is. <laughs> but, and we can talk about that. That's what this is all about. It's about being open. It's about being honest. It's about vulnerability is just coming through telling the truth, is it not? Like, that's, what, that's all mm. it really is. And it's like the more you can tell your truth, the more vulnerable you are about being truthful then the more that this sort of stuff can come yeah. up as well, where it's yeah. like you're, you're actually, your energetic container is, can, is, is growing. Well, I really think a lot of people struggle with what you're saying, and that's yeah. been my life experience, because for whatever reason, I don't know why, I just don't have that problem at all. I don't know, I don't know why. I'm like, oh, I can be so honest enough from yeah. the people, and I'm like, I will reveal it all. And sometimes people have been like, whoa, and I'm like, I'm just telling you what I really think. Mm. And it's it challenging like, for a lot of people, mm, I think. I, I think they really I do kind of... I think communication-wise, like, I, I know, like, when I look at my, my journey and, like, when it comes to self-exploration and growth, about two, two and a bit years ago now, I started doing some men's work. And this was the, I guess, moment in time for me when it comes to, like, we all... Like, you go through and you, like, have surface-level conversations and whatnot with friends, family, but you don't really get deep, deep down to find out what is it that's really bothering you yeah. and actually, like, unpacking that. Clearing it. And it yeah. wasn't until... Maybe what, even, even the positive stuff, what you really want. Yeah. You know, it's like where well, you might say your goals to your mates and go, oh, I want to get a new car next year or something. But it might be like, what I would I really want is, like, start this business and yeah. or maybe, like, do this YouTube channel or something and, like, you, you squash that down and you, like, repress probably but the... Be shameless about what you want as well, right? Yeah. Like, I, I think, like, for me, like, when I, like, started this men's work and, like actually like working through like the five different energies being the giving energy being able to give wholeheartedly to everyone and like around you just like with no expectation of wholeheartedly return. and like fully actually embody that giving energy yeah that starts to shift because obviously your unified field and everyone else around you starts to feel that feel like that, yeah. you really give and yeah, you're like yeah. just there showing up yeah. the next one's attraction being able to fully embody that so whatever it is in life whether it's love wealth connection companionship whatever it is you want to like attract into your world business deals success whatever it is just really embodying that yeah. and knowing that you like deserve to make have that happen uh, yeah, yeah and yeah. having that then the next is the supporting and uh supporting and co-creation we all we've all like surrounded with such amazing people around mm-hmm. us and when you start to like like i guess take the blinkers off and look who you've got around you and yeah. i like the the value that they have yeah. and support them in their mission like it doesn't yeah. take much to say hey yeah 
more than happy to come on for a chat yeah. or someone's wanting five bucks for a coffee or someone just actually supporting your community that you're in, yeah. that starts to like amplify in the whole ripple effect. People go, oh, you're showing up. You've been there to support me through thick and thin. What can I do to help you now? Yeah, and, and then, giving again. Yeah, then, yeah, then you've got the receiving energy. And this is the one that I, I had some blockages around and I feel like mm. a large portion of people do yeah. is being able to be willing to <laughs> accept like we go out and a lot of, like, I give, give, give to everyone, but I always like had like this real resistance around actually receiving. Yeah. And I think a great sure. example, you go to dinner with a group of mates and everyone gets dinner and then you go and go shout. Everyone, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. That instantly that yeah. feeling in the gut. They're like, oh, no, yeah. I've got to pay. I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy of that. Yeah. But just like yeah. someone's just uh, gone out and said, hey, like, it's on me, don't worry yeah. about it, all good. Being able to actually embody that receiving energy. Yeah. So whether it's love, financial, yeah. wealth, whatever it is, totally. actually having that, and when you've got those four in, in alignment, yeah. this is when you start to step into that quantum field where mm. everything you want to manifest, attract into your world, Fuck you don't even it. have to voice it. It starts mm. just coming to you. And throughout yeah. that whole process, week in, week out, we're like talking about this kind of stuff and taking off the armor, so to speak, mm. and talking from the heart. When you do, when I found I do that to like other people and like sometimes like in like business meetings and whatnot, I'm just brutally honest. I'll tell them my exact position, yeah. where I'm at. And then they go, fuck, like, did you just tell me that? Like, yeah. and then they're like, oh, okay. Like it gives them like permission because you've been so vulnerable. It gives everyone else around yeah. you permission to be able to share and just say where it's at as well. Mm. And I found like that there, once I've started to really get good at communicating, and just showing up like that with everyone, mm. all of a sudden, all the deal flow, everything mm. around me is just like, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, I want to work with Rowan. What's he up. doing? I'm happy to help. Let's go. Yeah. I think an important interjection there is how good does it feel to give? And when you realise that, you realise, well, hang on a second. And I've had this discussion with you multiple times here. It's like this person wants to give. Yeah. And we've had this discussion with women too. It's like women love giving. And it's like yeah. just, just literally like if you just – willing to receive you'd be surprised how much you can get because they just froth giving but you don't have to be a woman it's, mm-hmm. it's a totally a male thing too it's a human thing so mm-hmm. once you real, once I begin to understand like fuck these people like if you want to give to me and I shut you down I'm removing your ability to, to feel that sense of wholeness within yourself mm-hmm. that you are like a yeah. cup overflowing to me mm-hmm. why would I reject that why would yeah. I why would Who's I stop I want you to be able to experience that. So for that reason, yeah, man, definitely yeah. give. Who give, the fuck thank am you. I to thank deny you? you, you know? Who the fuck am I to deny yeah. you of that right? Yeah, right? man, yeah. And, and I read, just the other day, I finished um, 12 Rules of Life by Jordan Peterson. One of the questions yeah. he asked, like, it's almost like he died and then he resurrected and then he like, came to all these um, terms within himself. And it's like one of the questions he asked is like, what do I do when I feel I have it all? And he said, remember, it is always better to give than to receive. And so that will make you feel, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. such a great. I've, yeah. I've always, to go like, out on. I've always from a young age, like having like being an electrician coming out of the coal mines at 20 years old, making over 180 grand a year, working four or five months of the year, and you go party and having friends and that that aren't as well off and not in the same position. I was always the one that was like, okay, I want everyone to be on the same level and having fun. So yeah, always, yeah. it's like, yep. let's all do it together because it's like, oh, it's not a good feeling when you're all alone <laughs> and you're like shots. celebrating up here by yourself. It's yeah. like, how can I actually like embody this and like everyone around me can actually lift them up as well. Yeah, I so that's, mentioned that in the first podcast and I talked about shared actualization, right? Where it's above, when you come to self actualization, then above there should be shared where you're actually mm. giving it and. I have on my vision board, I have three guys standing at the top of a mountain mm. together holding mm. up their arms, you know mm. what I mean? It's like, I want to climb that mountain, yeah, but I want to do it and I want to bring everyone up with yeah. me, you know? Like, 
Who the hell cares if you succeed as no one to share it oh, with? Dude. Oh, dude. Oh, you man. give, like, you, you go past someone and even just, like, I, I, sometimes when I'm going for a skate in the afternoon, yeah. I play this little game with Max and that, and I'll be like, right, how many people can I make smile? And I'll just smile, like, <laughs> fucking hard. <laughs> and people are, like, yeah. sitting there with their glasses on or whatnot, and I'm just smiling. I'm just like, oh, they're like, yeah, yeah, smile back. Just gave that person a big it's bit contagious, of energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they it can't help contagious. it. Yeah. They're just like, oh, sweet. And then suddenly, yeah. like, when you smile, it's like you're pulling up. 100%. It's like you're actually pulling your yeah, whole fucking yeah, energy totally. up. They can't yeah. help it. It's like, I remember I walked home. When you, when you smile and have it, oh, you man. fucking can't. I walked home from the gym two weeks ago, and I like, I just live behind James Street there so I was walking to any time and I was walking back and for some reason I felt this call to go just smile to someone right now just yeah. give, give, be the lead and yeah. smile first before they do and then they I had this response from this lady I forget who it was but they, I remember the response just being like oh wow he smiled at me and I thought yeah. that warmed her and then I just kept doing it and every person that, every and person I just kept doing it and it was so funny because every person was like oh and it was yeah. almost ready to high five someone because yeah. I was like yeah <laughs> and that shit is free yeah, yeah. that shit is free you first of all received the gift of giving yeah, you yeah. feel that and it makes you feel good and that yeah. is completely yeah. free irony hey it's like people I think when you're if, if you're in a lax state you could probably come at it from this frame of like I don't want to give because I'll be losing more but it's like BS like if you yeah. feel full you can't lose like you mm. can't you can't deplete a cup that's Literally. vibrating in fullness it might not like work in the analogy of like pouring a cup out but oh, the mate, way it feels it always comes back tenfold you give like yeah. whatever aspect it is you put it out there into the ether yeah. it'll come back tenfold <laughs> totally. absolutely 100% oh, also always says this thing I actually quite like and she goes um, you know, people always use a reference or your cup's half full or your cup's half empty, you know, and you can, it's perception as well, it's like however you look at it. Mm. But she looks at it, well, your cup is always full because whether you've got half water, you've also got half air. So it's always full. It's always, mm. there's always something that's in there that's satiating yeah, you. I like you that. There's half yeah. air in the cup. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you can look at it, you could look at it as Some oxygen in no, that no, no, mother. You need oxygen. I've got some O2. Yeah. <laughs> that's one thing I've like, like over the last, I've always been a very, very like positive mind. Like I yeah. always look for the opportunity or the light side of a situation. I'd rather than focus on the negative. Yeah. And when I find myself going off this path, even it's like, like trying to find a car park or something like that mm. I, I like anchored this little thing where I'll pull myself on yeah, the ear and I'll be like yeah or I'll just snap my fingers and it's like it's all good man like fuck it yeah. could be the worst day and I've like just like lost a deal or whatever has happened yeah. it's something bad's happened within family I can literally just click my fingers and like I can like process that emotion and like let it go but it's like it's all good. Like, mm, yeah. Fuck, I'm here to live another when, day. When you learned that, was that NLP or well before you, that? Well before. Yeah, okay. I've only just recently done NLP back in um, last yeah a month or two ago. So yeah, yeah, ago. yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of the, a lot of that stuff in NLP is stuff that I've been embodying and I've already subconsciously been aware of over the years. Yeah, I right. just didn't know and wasn't as aware That's what I was actually doing. I was just, doing <laughs> just already doing it. Yeah. Did I literally not just say that to you before? Right? What's I was that? already doing that. Already doing it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's fun, yeah, yeah. right? Um, yeah. yeah, I guess going back to, to give guys inspiration and that hope, you know, like hearing your backstory about how you, you lost it all at one point. Um, you, you know, you just grew up living an ordinary life out on the farm uh, up until you were 22. You were an electrician and then, uh, but you saw more for yourself. You always knew that. You always had that belief. Uh, and to, to the guys out there that are just feeling like they're going through the motions, feeling like, you know, fuck, this just isn't, <laughs> this isn't my calling. It does, yeah. absolutely. As a man, as a growing man, and it's like, 
you know that you're decent for something great, but you, you can choose to be. I feel like that's yeah. that's really like, it's a I, choice. It's always a when choice. people say oh, I'm destined for something great. I'm like because you're saying that you are. Yeah, it's exactly. really I don't look at it like a, a de- I, I look at destiny kind of like it depends. Everyone's got everyone can achieve great things, mm. but do you choose to? Yeah, because it's all a decision. You got a freak. You got to take action. Do you believe right? in yourself? If what? I if I look at the past two years and what I've achieved, I'm like fuck. If I hadn't have taken action on the things that I had done two years ago that like it wouldn't have been my destiny to be where I'm at now mm. like that's mm. for damn sure so it was all to do with my choice not this innate like oh I deserve it because I'm so great it's like no what are you going to do about it when it's presented mm. you know what I mean well, how are you going to prepare for a good opportunity when it comes yeah so, I, I think like every single one of us we've all got this light within us and this like we can be whatever we want to be but it really comes down to like actually putting in that work and going, okay, like yeah. it's okay to not know where you're at. I've had multiple times throughout my life where I'm like rock bottom, no money, like what the fuck am I going to do? What's next? I don't know where I'm going, what I'm going to do next. But it's like, okay, what do I have around me that I can leverage? What's the path of least resistance? What are some easy little wins that I can actually knock off and actually achieve mm. utilising what's around me and my surroundings? That's one thing I've always kind of been really aware of what do I have access to around mm. me within my network and within very leverage. close proximity so I can use that as leverage so I can get said result a mm. whole lot quicker. And something that on my, one of my tattoos on my arm here, I got this when I was 18, something that I've always like, like believed. I've got the only time you run out of chances is when you stop taking them. Mm. You don't know unless you actually have a go. Like we mm. always will create all these stories and noise within our like mind. Like I can't mm. do that because of this, this, this. And all this bullshit, mm. but until you actually actually have a go, mm. you don't know what it is. Yeah. If you don't actually pick up the phone, talk to someone, ask yeah. the question. Hey, I think you should pay me ten thousand dollars. They're like, oh, okay. You don't. Yeah. You don't know unless you actually ask the question. Be a lot, a lot more afraid of um, not doing something and not taking action than failing. Like, what's failure going to do? Sick. All right, now you learn. You, can, you learn, can adapt. But if you don't take action, I mean, if you look at people on the deathbed and when nurses have surveyed people that are in palliative care and have gone, hey. What, do you want to write on this piece of paper what you, you know, some feedback to, about the world? I forget, I don't know regrets, specifically what they asked, like but it was all regrets. It was all, mm. it was all the stuff they didn't do, not what they did do. I, I, think, um, I think if I was to say anything to, like, the audience to be able to, like, what to do if you're, like, feeling lost and don't know where to go and you're at that point where you're like, what's next? Like, mm. given the last two years that we've all went through, like, it's forced everyone to a position where they've got a whole lot more time. Some people are mm. aren't, in, aren't actually working from the workplace. They realise they're working mm. from home. Mm. I'd really like, I guess, tap into your community, find mm. other people that are doing it, that are inspiring, yeah. have conversations with them, use some of these tools, whether it's like um, Myers-Briggs, Clifton Strengths, Wealth Dynamic, Human Design, go through some of these different tools that you can mm. get access to do them yeah. and actually read through and reflect through because when you read through a lot of these things, it gets the creative juices flowing within the mind and goes, this is something else that someone else out there that has similar skill sets and strengths as to what I do have achieved. Yeah. And when you start to see what they've achieved and achieved a level of success with something you find very easily, like when you look at your top five strengths, mm. like mm. mine I think are futuristic, um, activator, significance, relator, and strategic. So when you look at those strengths, you can kind of really see as to why I excel at what I do. Mm. And when you identify what you really are good at and your natural strengths, yeah. I find when you step into your, your sweet spot and your power, when oh, you can man. find something yeah. that aligns with your strengths, you're going to get a result a whole lot quicker 
and you're going to find that very easy to do because you're naturally good at it. If you're over here working on you know, an area that doesn't exactly align with your strengths, it's going to be a bit of a, you're pushing shit uphill. Like, Can't build you're not in weakness. that sweet spot where yeah. it's just natural. It's like instinct. It's yeah. like, this is easy. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be like really, really, um, yeah, go through these tools, reflect through these tools, yeah. have a bit of a look at that and just start to really look at the network and the people you're surrounding yourself yeah. with and get a, get a good community, That's... find some like absolute beasts. Yeah. That are doing it yeah. and then collaborate that's the sort of stuff them. that we are not taught in school that we need to be taught mm. and I don't think we should leave it up to school to fix it like mm. we need to you know as leaders in a men's space or a human space of sharing great ideas to go hey school might not have set you up for a win but there are people out there that can teach you that because they have and I think it's what you just said is perfect because it's like hey if you're out there right now and you're like broke borderline homeless or something like that there's plenty of people that have come up from that and done incredible things. So don't think, oh, these guys on the podcast have achieved these things. Like, they're different to me. That's complete crap. That doesn't make sense because everyone, even you, even me, like, guy, everyone, we've all had rock bottoms. We've all we've got that. zero. We've all, we've all, all had rock bottoms. <laughs> and we've all worked out of, like, we've all made choices in our life to move out of them and, and set a trajectory based on the things that you just said with being self-aware and seeking yeah. the right community and, um, reflecting on your strengths, all these things. So we've all got that yeah. like choice within us. Everyone, like we've all got that ability to choose. And it's like you're at that point where it's like you got to go. Okay, I actually want this for me. And it's mm. not about being selfish or anything. You're like, okay, enough's enough. I don't like where I'm at. Like what I'm doing. I actually want to make a life for me that actually like, I can look back and go, fuck yeah, I, I did something special. Mm. And just going, okay, I, I'm ready for that. And just make that choice. It's like, okay. What do I need to start doing? Is it meditation, going to men's work on the beach here? What do I need to start doing to Go start to bed on time. getting that momentum and starting <laughs> getting that support around you to get the results? But mm. we've all got the choice. Literally, hey. 100%. We've all choice. got choice. If you're in a first world country and you think that you know, your life's over, think again because you've got resources. Like, some, like guys, there's so many people that are unbanked. They don't even have a bank account. Imagine not having a bank account and how constricting that would be to do so much stuff. I mean, the fact that you have a bank account and a tax file number, yeah, I get it, the system's rigged. Well, that's another topic for another day. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, if you have those luxuries in comparison to other people, realise you don't actually have a problem, you've got a decision-making problem, and it's really about, like, fuck, what are you going to do with the decision? Yeah, like, how do you leverage? You just said the word leverage. I love that word because I feel like everyone can find a way to leverage their situation better and better and if you continually seek more leverage it's like very much like a finance investing sort of mindset but it's like business owner stuff too it's like oh, you can keep leveraging man, leverage is man how, you can work it is it, how you yeah. leap, leapfrog literally everything and it's how i've achieved like my level of success in such a short period and i feel like <laughs> the last four years in particular i've went from like one milestone to the next and it's just going faster and faster and all i'm doing is like my superpower that i've really tapped into is dot connecting it's been able to recognise an opportunity yeah. and I can see my unfair advantage in bringing that all together mm. in a way that's a win-win for everyone. Yeah. So all I'm using is leveraging my network of amazing people that I surround myself with to be able to bring other amazing people in, connect them, and basically yeah. say, hey, I'm just like, whether it's raising money, licensing, distribution, mm. I've just helped this person scale their business. So I've just figured out, the, I guess, the I wouldn't say the cheat code, but how to be able to 
receive and capitalize yeah. on the value that I bring to other people. Incredible. Guys, like if you're this way, like this far into the potty, we've gone about an hour in, which is typically when we do cut it off. And I just want to give you guys a bit of feedback, a bit of a sales plug. We're going to be making an offline, sorry, an online and an offline container next year. So obviously if you're in the local area, again, Get involved. Stop hesitating. If you want your 2022 to be fire, you've 100%. got to be around five people. So jump in, uh, click the link, book a, your session. The first session will be completely free. You don't need to hesitate. It's like there's no, you've got no, nothing to lose. You can just jump in and, and see if it's for you, no pressure. But if you're also, let's say you're in like India, UK, you're in a different location entirely to us, and you'd want to be with the boys, but you can't, we're going to have a container for you. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be so many projects that are going to be coming very soon. So um, definitely subscribe stay linked in with our social media it's going to be all provided down below so if you do want to be involved next year to kick some goals that you haven't in your lifetime then uh, yeah stay plugged in because we've got some cool stuff coming so. yeah, and, uh, yeah. thanks for having us on boys appreciate it's, uh, it's it it's an amazing yeah. thing to see what these guys are doing here on the Gold Coast like it's changing so many young guys' lives being able to see just down here on the beach in the mornings just grinding mm. and having that container where they've got other men that are doing it putting in the work doing the breath work and the support in the community it's seriously insane. Like, if I could look back to, like, a 20-year-old me, it's just get into this sooner and start surrounding yourself with the people sooner to be able to get to where you want to be because, like, life goes so quickly. Mm. And the sooner you get to surround yourself with those right people, that's when you start to get the said result. Totally. Uh, Environment is more strong than your uh, motivation, isn't it? We could go. We could go all day. We could go all day. <laughs> we could talk, yeah. for, talk for hours. Yeah. And <laughs> you did, we didn't even get into like you've done the advanced offer and your means work and everything. And like, yeah, I um round two episode. Round two. two. Yeah, we can <laughs> do it round two. We we'll have round two. But yeah, hey, like Matt said, if you've loved this podcast and you see value in it, please subscribe. Uh, thank you, Ron, for coming on. We usually leave with a quote, but well, we're actually going to. What's your favorite book? Can you give me that one? Like for fa- yeah, favorite quote, favorite oh, no, book. I- I think um, for me personally, like my favourite books, Ray Dalio Principles. Principles. Oh, it's been a great one, but mm. yeah, T. Harv Eker, The Secrets of a Millionaire Mind, that's an easy, simple one that just hits the home, mm. gets you in the right frame of mind. Yeah. But um, I've got heaps of books. Like, yeah. If you haven't heard of the app Blinkist, get on it. Oh, yeah. like book summary, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. 15 minutes, you get like a three, four, three, four day book into 15 minutes. And it's so all if you get points. a Blinkist or Audible, what, would you pick Blinkist? I use me personally. I use Blinkist, and if yeah. I really like something, then I'll go listen yeah, to the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, true. That might be a good way to do it. Actually, mm. yeah. Yeah. good plug, Blinkist. <laughs> and then what's the affiliate link? Yeah, what's the affiliate link? <laughs> your favorite quote? Would it be the one on your arm? What you don't make your ch- the chances? only time you run out of chances when you stop taking. Yeah. That's something I live by, like each and every day. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Ryan, for coming on. <laughs> Appreciate it, brother. Thank, Thank you, you, brother. Yeah. Thank you. Till next time. Cheers, fam. Yeah. All Beautiful. Right. That's Smashed a big it. perfect on. Good job, boys. Yeah. <laughs>